Welcome to the Women in STEM podcast. I am your host Kelly and today we'll be discussing CV slash resume advice for women in STEM with my guest host Tunun. Hello Tunu. would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, Kelly. And sure, I'll do that. So my name is Tini. For those of you who don't know me, um, I'm the founder of my own company called Tailored by Tinu, where I actually um, write resumes for people, do LinkedIn optimizations, as well as interview prep. I'm also a resume writer for um, Indeed. And I'm also the wonderful founder of two amazing clubs on Clubhouse. One is called Career Queens, and the other is called Black Girls Normalizing Luxury. I am also an engineer, um, and that's my nine to five, um, but I'm actually kind of moving out of the technical space. You can actually find me on uh, Instagram where I have a link to how you can actually connect um, with me, and my Instagram is tailored by Tinu, and that's where I'm mostly active. Great. And could you please explain to us what your uh, definition of a CV slash resume is? So um, a CV or a resume, um, they're, I mean, they're basically the same thing. It's just that um, in the U.S. we actually um, use, uh, say, resume, while in the U.K. they say CV. But it's basically a document that summarizes your professional skills, your professional um experience, your summaries, your education. How do you recommend people can make their CV slash resume stand out? Okay, so making your um, CV stand out, um, number one, like I said, making sure that your um, resume is ATS friendly, right? So it's actually bypassing that bot. And the one way you do that is by tailoring it. And if you want to tailor your resume, that means that you're going to make sure that the resume is keyword optimized, right? So if you're looking at a specific job, and let's just say they posted the job on Indeed, or they posted it on LinkedIn, and they're like, you know what, send me your resume. Before you send out your resume, you're going to make sure that you look at the job description and see how your resume aligns with that job description, right? And I always tell people that if you want to test this, um, these are two websites that I use, um, Job job Scan and Resume Worded. They're great um, um, websites that you can use to test if your um, resume aligns with the job description, right? So... um, If your resume is keyword optimized, then I would say, hey, send out your resume. But if it's not, if it's not targeted to that job description, then it's really going to be hard for you to bypass um, that scanner. Another way for your resume to um, stand out is having an impactful professional summary. And I always say that you need to have your years of expertise. If they're asking for certifications inside the job descriptions, you can add that in the professional summary. Add strong adjectives that describe you as a professional um, in that professional summary. And then make sure that you have like, you know, two or three core competencies within that professional summary, right? And when you're actually um, creating and developing this resume, in general, I would actually leave the professional summary for last, right? Because your professional summary kind kind of leaves a lasting impression, right? It's going to make me as a recruiter or a hiring manager want to actually continue on to your professional experience. And lastly, in that professional summary, have an impactful um, last sentence, right? So you, all you need, really need is two to three sentences um, describing who you are, um, your skills and experience very, very, in a very, very short paragraph, right? 
and add those metrics. Like I said, add those metrics after the um, recruiter uses those six to 10 seconds to skim that um, first part of your resume, then they're now going to go on to your um, professional experience or your skill section too, because within that six to 10 seconds, they can actually look at your skill sets. And especially when you're in tech, you want to itemize, right? This is so important because I see a lot of tech professionals or um, prospective tech professionals that don't itemize their um, skill section by proficiency. And this is so important. So let's just say you're a web developer. Um, it's best for you to like, you know, make sure that, okay, if you know how to um, code, have like a programming um, section, right? And then you can put HTML, you can put um, Java, JavaScript, um, all of those things. And for your hard skills, you can put things like agile methodology, um, you can put um, programming, you can put um, testing and development, right? Um, just make sure that everything is organized well because most of the time the recruiter or the hiring manager may not be as technical as you, but if whatever um, they're asking for in the job description is in your resume just, how, um, just as they set it up, you're going to be fine. And then when they actually get to the professional experience section, you want to make sure that you have an accomplishment-based bullet point. That's super important. Wow, that is very informative. And I definitely think that people are definitely going to get a lot of great information from what you've said. And Thank what you. advice would you give for somebody that is new to the industry versus somebody who's been working in the industry for 10 years with regards to their CV? Okay, so if you're new to tech, right, I, I know a lot of people are like, you know what, I'm a career tra um, change changer. Oh, I don't know why I can't say that. Um, but for career changers in general, I think that you need to be confident in yourself because I always tell people from the day you started working, you have experience, right? A lot of people get, um, you know, shot, they get, they shy away from the fact that the job description is asking them for, um, 10 to 15 years of experience. Okay. So no one's really ever going to have 10 to 15 years of experience, at least at the same job that they've worked at. Right. And nowadays, most people do not stay out of specific position for 10 to 15 years, whatever place that you worked at, look at how, um, look at the skills you have and make an inventory of those skills and then check if those skills are in the um, industry that you're targeting, right? So let's just say you have customer service experience. That's amazing in the tech field because um, as an engineer, I'm working with clients, right? I'm sitting down, I'm working with clients. They're telling me what they want and this is how we're going to develop. So customer service is actually a skill that you can trans transfer over to the tech industry. Um, if you have administrative skills, those are things that can also transfer over to the tech industry. Um, I know people who are in um, marketing and um, um, marketing and media, they can, they actually have, um, if, even if they have content creation skills, those can be transferred over to the tech world because I know with um, UI, UX, that's something that's fairly new and everyone wants to get into that. But those skills can actually be transferred over um, into the tech field. You just have to make sure that you have an in inventory of the skills that you've had from your in industry and actually compare what is going to align with the new industry that you're going into and make sure you constantly talk about the skills that you actually have that are transferable into um, that industry.
Okay, that sounds great. And how many pages does somebody who's new to the industry versus someone who's been working 10 years, how many, do you have any recommendation of how many pages they should be aiming for? So I would say that if you're new to the industry, you should um, probably focus on having one page um, on your resume, right? Um, and then for someone who has like 10 um, to 15 years of experience, one to two pages is totally fine. Um, I would say that three is a stretch. And I do also have um, some some actual facts and um, resources that um, people can actually use on my Instagram, which is tailored by Tinu, where I made a post about... Um, the page numbers, right? Um, what's actually acceptable and what's not, because all of those things are still factored in to the ATS scanner at the end of the day. Your word count is important um, and your page size, because you, do, you don't want a um, resume that's five pages long, right? And I see that there are a lot of people who have long resumes because their resumes are probably not formatted well and they have, uh, you know, graphs or pictures, right? So once you take those things out, you can consolidate and um, a lot of that space because you want to optimize the white, uh, amount of white space that you have. You want to make sure that your resume is readable by the hiring manager or the um, recruiter, even as well as that bot. Like they need to be, the bot needs to be able to read that resume. So having things like, you know, graphs, tables, icons are going to probably cause your resume to be a bit longer than it should be. And I always tell people to fix your margins, your margins, by, by you changing your margins, that can actually save a lot of space and cut the amount of pages you have in your resume. But like I said, um, and even in a nutshell, one page is for people who are brand new to the industry. And if this is something you've been doing for a, a while, don't be afraid to go over one page, two pages. You can um, highlight your skills, your career highlights and your achievements um, in one to two pages. And it's a summary. It's not your story like LinkedIn. Yes. Speaking of LinkedIn, how important is it to have an online presence? when oh. you're searching for jobs so i always tell people that it's really really important to have an online presence um because there's a hidden job market that's out there and when you and you really need to tap into that hidden job market because i know a lot of people i know for me i can share my experience when i graduated high school um i literally speak to maybe about five people from high school now but I still want to keep in touch with them because life happens, right? And that's just the facts Facts of life, life happens. So you may not be able to um, communicate with these people, but making sure that you check in with them online is super important. Um, and all of these social media sites are actually changing. I always tell people to make sure that your LinkedIn is optimized, right? Um, because you could be a career changer one day and you're like, you know what? I remember that um, Dawn actually um, is a product designer and that that's what I want to get into. I should, um, you know, reach out to her and say, hey, um, Don, how are you doing? How's the family? Right. And that's how you build a conversation. And the, even look at Clubhouse. You can meet so many different people. People are finding jobs through Clubhouse. People are getting their resumes done through Clubhouse. Right. People are actually moving and pivoting in their careers through Clubhouse. Even with Indeed, I always tell people that um, Indeed is actually still the number one um, job board um, out there, right? You need to make sure that you optimize that as well. Even Dice, like you never know who's going to come in contact with your profile, right? Um, even like the funny thing is 
a lot of the times people don't realize that someone in your network can actually be a recruiter because you're going to have friends that are recruiters or talent um, specialists, right? So they're recruiting the best talent. So make sure that you ha your online presence is there. Even in Facebook, if you go on Facebook right now, you can apply to jobs on Facebook, but you also have to make sure that your profile is fully optimized. Just like you would fully optimize your LinkedIn, you would fully optimize your um, Facebook, you would fully optimize your Indeed profile, your Glassdoor profile, things are changing. All of these job boards are in competition um, right now, but like I said, the top ones are LinkedIn and Indeed, and that online presence is going to allow you to actually tap in to the hidden job market. And that would be the best way to tap into the hidden job market. Even going on Clubhouse, you're tapping into the hidden job market. Um, going on LinkedIn, you're tapping into the hidden job market. And even being on Indeed, you're tapping into the hidden job market. Um, and the way you do that on Indeed is by making sure that your resume is fully optimized and you're bypassing that scanner. Yes, I definitely agree. It's very important to make sure that you're optimizing as many of these online platforms as possible. But how do you recommend that people can actually utilize these platforms if, for example, they feel like they have nothing to contribute or nothing to post? Well, engagement is key. Um, that's the like, okay, so I think a lot of people struggle with this. And um, especially in the tech industry, we're so technical, right? Um, but show your technical experience. And what you can do if you're not like, you know, someone that likes to be on these, you know, social media platforms, you can actually create your own website and talk about what you're interested in. So for me, I know that I'm interested in cybersecurity. Um, I always tell people that I'm leaving the whole technical realm of tech because I, I realized that I don't want to necessarily um, work with developers and teach them um, and um, fix their issues, right? Um, I really don't really want to develop. So I realized that, you know what, um, I'm kind of transitioning in a way and I like cybersecurity. It's super intriguing to me. So I decided that I can actually, you know, um, create a website and that's what I'm actually doing right now. I'm in the um, point of my life where I'm actually developing a website where I'm talking about everything that has to um, do with cyber crime, cybersecurity, threats, all of, all of that stuff, anything that has to do with cyber, um, I'm doing that, right? So you can do that as well. You can actually create your own website. It just doesn't have to be through social media, um, a social media platform, because I know some people are just like, you know what, I don't want all of my information out there. So you can actually um, tailor kind of what information that you want to be out there, right? Without being on any um, job network. I do know of one person who actually found a job through YouTube. She was actually engaging on the post though, right? Um, Funny enough, the person that she commented on their YouTube post post was the one that was interviewing her and that's how she got the job. So engagement is key. So that's what you need to do. Um, if you wanna start your um, own website, please do that. Um, just make sure that you're engaging with other people. Engagement is, is the number one thing and making sure that whatever you put out there is optimized, right? And it's of value to people. Are the major sections in a CV? So the major sections in the CV are actually going to start from the beginning, which is going to be your con uh, contact information in the header section. After that, you're going to have your professional summary. Then you're going to have your skill section or your education section, depending on the years of experience that you do have. So it might be structured a bit differently. 
then after that, it's going to be your um, professional experience, um, which is going to be relevant to the job description. And then after that, you're probably going to have additional information. Um, and it might be information that might not uh, be so relevant to the job description. But if it's something that you do want the hiring manager or recruiter to know, you can put that there. But I always tell people it's really important to tailor your resume. And what are the most common mistakes that you've noticed on a CV slash resume? So um, I see a lot of mistakes. So some of the common mistakes that I do see, um, for example, having your full address. And then the next thing I see, which I commonly see, is that the resume in general is not ATS scannable. Some people are using um, Canva resumes. So it's too, it's highly formatted, right? And um, your resume needs to be ATS friendly so it can bypass the um, scanner that most Fortune 5 companies use. And then a lot of the times um, people are just listing tasks instead of accomplishments on their resume. Right. And is it true that employees only have a short amount of time to look at your resume? Yes. Employees, hiring managers, and recruiters only have about six to 10 seconds to actually um, view your resume just because they have so many. Um, with, the help of, with the help of an ATS scanner, um, that has you know decreased the amount of time. But even the 25% that are seen, they only have a few seconds to look at their resume because they're actually reading your resume like an E, like a, the letter E. So they're quickly skimming that um, six to 10 seconds. Even when I'm looking at a resume for the first time, I'm literally um, only looking at it for at least a minute. And I can tell within that first minute if it's a good or a bad resume and if I want to move on. Wow, that means that your CV has to be really impactful. It has to be, and it has to add value. So um, adding value is super, super important. Um, your resume is your um, marketing tool. It's your first foot in the door. So you want to make sure that it's impactful and as well as powerful and it adds value. Great. And my last question is going to be, a lot of the time people tend to edit their CV by themselves or might just get a friend or family member to help them edit their CV. What is the difference and what are the benefits of using a career advisor? So I would say that the benefits of using a career advisor is that they're probably most likely going to increase your um, visibility, right? So your um, career visibility. So um, I did bring up a point about how there are some people or most people um, they send in their resume. Let's just say there are about 100 applicants that actually send in their resume. Only 25 of those candidates are probably going to be called back for an interview, right? And those 25 um, people have probably invested in a um, career coach or a resume writer, right? And that's actually what's probably making them stand um, out amongst the crowd, a crowd because they have a competitive edge. Now, I have the luxury career group, so um, I'm always constantly giving out free things, free resources, right, um, even in tech. Um, but I'm more so heavily focused on careers. But I know that these people who are inside this group are working really hard to have a competitive edge. So they're going to be a part of that 25%. And 
those that 25% their um visibility their resume um visibility has increased they're no longer getting messages saying unfortunately we've decided to move on to another candidate because they've tailored their resume right those 25 people at least they actually got past the evil evil bot because they tailored their resume and whatever the content that's inside their resume has aligned to the job description because i can tell you that i've spoken with clients um even before the journey they've given me the same story about I haven't, my visibility is low. Like, you know, I'm not hearing back, but they're very qualified. And I always say this, that you can be the most qualified candidate, but if it doesn't, if your resume doesn't speak to those qualifications, then you're not going to bypass any scanner. There's not going to be a hiring manager there or that reaches out to you and says, you know, I want to um, schedule an interview with you. Right? So, a resume writer or a career coach can actually speak through things, right? And they can basically summarize um, your professional experience in a way that you probably won't. And that's probably through sitting through a consultation or asking thought-provoking questions. Because at the end of the day, you're necessarily just paying for your convenience and you have a professional, um, you know, cultivating an amazing marketing document that you can use for years, right? They're giving you the tools um, to go forth and conquer and succeed at the end of the day. But when you constantly give your resume to your family members, unless your family member is a career coach or strategist, I don't recommend that you do it yourself unless you're going to take the time and spend the hours to make sure that this is the best resume that can, you know, make you go far. But if not, I would say make that investment into a resume writer. Um, uh, and a, um, sorry, career coach, because you're paying for your convenience, number one, and you're probably going to most likely land your dream job um, at a faster rate. So we're out here streamlining processes for people um, and getting them their, their dream jobs. Yes, that definitely sounds like a great investment to make in yourself and for your future. It is, it is. How best can people contact you and do you have any events coming up or anything that you would like to let the listeners know about? So, yeah. Um, so I recently launched the Luxury Career um, Club and it's amazing. So we're almost at 100 people and I launched this about two and a half weeks ago. So I'm so excited about that. There are people getting jobs, um, which is amazing. I love seeing people have um just share their accomplishments and the, the feedback has been amazing. So um, if this something if this is something that you want to join, then you can actually join the free Slack group. So it's free for now, but it's actually going to, um, you know, have a membership uh, fee very, very soon. But um, we are on Facebook now, so you can actually join our Facebook group, which is going to be free forever. And um, I know people like free, but um, even with what you get free, it's it's valuable. And it's definitely going to help you in your career um, in general. And then also, if you want to get in contact with me, you can follow me on IG, which is um, tailored by Tinu. And I have everything in my link tree. So whatever you want to um, engage with or follow, you can do that from the, the link that's in my bio. And then make sure that you're following the Career Queens um, Instagram as well. And if you're on um, Clubhouse, make sure that you're following us on um, Clubhouse. And then my name on Clubhouse is, I think it's um, Tinuola. So that's T-I-N-U-O-L-A-A. -A. So that's where you can find me. 
Thank you for coming on the Women in STEM podcast. It's been a pleasure speaking to you, especially as you are also a fellow engineer. And I'd like to thank you for all the advice that you've given. Thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate you having me. And um, you're doing amazing things um, for women in STEM um, because our voices are not really um, as heard as it should be, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's going to change. So thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate it. Thanks. Well, this concludes the end of the episode of CV slash resume advice. It has been amazing having Tunu on and I really enjoyed having her perspective as she has a lot of knowledge in this area. I look forward to hosting many more episodes with many amazing women in STEM. So please make sure to follow the podcast and also make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelly underscore engineer to keep up to date.